In the holy name of Jesus, amen. I recently read an article about a young family with an autistic child. The story was an amazing account of love and care. It began, however, with the great sadness of the parents as their son grew less and less responsive during the first years of his life. By two years old, he wasn't engaging at all. He had gone completely silent. But the parents worked tirelessly to help their son and to teach him things that didn't come naturally to him at all. They talked to and cared for and loved their son even when it felt like he wasn't listening or engaging, even when it felt like he wasn't there at all. Instead of giving up or turning away or rejecting their son, they came closer and they loved him all the more. In a very remarkable way, the boy's silence drew from his parents a greater love than they could have shown otherwise. It would be easy and quite natural to spin this story as a tale of frustration and bitterness for the parents, but that would miss a beautiful truth. Their son had blessed them with his silence. The silence they feared most as parents made them better parents. This truth is paradoxical, to be sure, since everyone knows that communication is the key to a good relationship. How can you relate if there's no give and take? How can you go on loving if it seems like you're not loved in return? This paradoxical truth is the reason why our gospel lesson this morning is so startling. Up to this point in Matthew, in the gospel of Matthew, Jesus has been far from silent. He's been teaching parable after parable, performing miracles, healing the sick, and even engaging the scribes and the Pharisees, his sworn enemies, who only try to trap him. Then suddenly, quite out of the blue, Jesus goes silent. The Canaanite woman came to Jesus with the most pitiable of requests, Heal my daughter, for she is severely oppressed by a demon. If anyone should move Jesus to compassion, it ought to be this poor mother humbly interceding for her beloved daughter. But Jesus didn't answer her a word. Jesus was silent. It certainly seems like a cruel maneuver. How could Jesus mistreat her this way? How could he ignore her, ending their relationship before it even started? How could he give her yet another reason to be spiteful and angry, as if the suffering of her daughter weren't enough already? Even the disciples, you'll note, are bothered by Jesus' silence. Send her away, they beg. Say something. Don't just ignore her. The silence of Jesus, the silence of God, is a terrifying thought. Again and again, David pleads in the Psalms, O God, do not keep silent. His fear of God's silence is as great 
as his fear of the grave. The fear of God's silence is the fear of forsakenness. The fear that God's face is hidden from us, that he is distant, that his mercy and his love aren't directed at us. And those are very, very active fears in a world that is broken and dark and plagued by silence. It's the voice of Jesus that enlivens us, that brings light to our world and heals all our wounds. It's the voice of the Good Shepherd who calls his sheep by name. It's the voice of the one who brings good tidings of peace. It's the voice of the one who offers himself and everything he has just to be with you and to love you and to care for you. So what are we to make of it when Jesus is silent? How can the Jesus we trust be the Jesus who ignores the humble pleas of the Canaanite woman? How can the Jesus we trust be the same Jesus who leaves us often wondering whether he is listening or even hears our prayers at all? It would be easy and quite natural to spin this story as a tale of frustration and bitterness for the Canaanite woman. But that would be to miss a beautiful truth. Jesus blesses her even when he is silent. Notice what happens to the woman when Jesus doesn't answer her plea. She doesn't give up. She doesn't turn away or curse Jesus. She doesn't say, how could you help all those others but refuse to help me? Instead, she comes closer. She places herself at the feet of Jesus, and she prays quite simply, Lord, help me. Although Jesus was silent, the Canaanite woman held on tightly to what she knew about him. This is Christ the Lord, the Son of David, the help of the helpless, the hope of those past hope, the harbor for the storm-tossed, the healer of the sick, he must have compassion, because that's who he is. He must hear my prayer, because there is no one else who can help. And so, in a very remarkable way, Jesus, by his silence, drew from the woman such great faith that even Jesus himself seems a bit startled. When he pressed her to see if it was real, her response was so humble and so trusting that it sounds impossible. Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. It's a response that she could only give by the grace of Jesus, drawn by his silence to say aloud what she knew about him and his compassion. It would be easy and quite natural to spin her story as a tale of frustration and bitterness, but that would be to miss this beautiful truth. Jesus blesses us even when he is silent. When he is silent, Jesus invites us to be even more faithful, to hold all the more tightly to what we know of him, to come closer, to sit at his feet, and to receive all the more joyfully the gifts that he gives us. And by his grace, he draws from us the humility and trust that he longs for. When he is silent, Jesus invites us to be his voice, to recall 
and to say aloud all the ways he has loved us and cared for us and all the blessings that he has promised us. And though Jesus may be silent for a time, he always, always speaks again. He always calls us by name. He always gives us his love. And he always answers all of our prayers. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.